song this morning is, is Lord take all the praise we have returned to say thank you Lord we have returned to say we are grateful our plea is that the Lord will see our praise as we give him praise this morning you can join us and let his name be glorified amen
accept our praises in Jesus name the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases opportunity to be in your presence again. We worship you, O oh Lord, because each time you bring us together is because you want to bless us. Lord, we ask that it cause our heavens to be open this month, that your blessing will come unto us unhindered in the name of Jesus Christ. Pray that the Spirit of God will take preeminence here, that your word may be a sword to the hearer and the speaker in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray, O oh God, that you bless us indeed at our coming, that glory will return unto you, that your name will be exalted. Thank you, Father. In Jesus Christ's name, we do pray. Praise the Lord. I'd like to thank our Father and the Lord and the leadership of the church for the opportunity to stand in your presence this morning to share with you. It's my prayer that the Lord will bless us together indeed in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Uh, the theme for the year is our year of defined all-round sufficiency. 
And in the course of the month of February, we have been considering the theme, Declaring God as My Sufficiency. Hallelujah. And we are consistent with the scriptures. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 has been our anchor text. I have no doubt in my mind that the Lord has been a blessing to you through various speakers that have come in the course of the month. And those blessings will abide in the name of Jesus Christ. I'll be sharing with us this morning on the topic that I call God is sufficient for all things. God is sufficient for all things. And I'd like you to be a prophet to your neighbor. And tell your neighbor, God is sufficient for all things for you. I'd like you to tell your neighbor on the other side as well that God is sufficient for all things for you. Hallelujah. Now, there's a key word in our team for the year. And I would like us to be conscious of that so that uh, in the natural occurrence of things, we don't miss out in some other things that are contained in the promises of God for us. And that key word is all round. And when something is all round, is complete, is total. It covers all things. All around is all around. And I am sure that when the Lord was releasing that team to the general overseer to be what is the promise of God for this year, for us, it was without limitation. And the key point of what I'll be sharing with us this morning is about the fact that it is true God is going to be our sufficiency in material things, in money mostly because that comes to mind quickly, right? When we talk about sufficiency, what part of all hit you in your mind is uh, <laughs> in error. God is going to be our sufficiency. We supply all our needs without limitation, without any hindrances. But we do more than that. Hallelujah. Because God cannot be limited in his capacity and resources. And God is able to do exceedingly more than we can phantom or think. So, the, 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 the component of sufficiency that God has in store for us this, this year is not limited to money. Hallelujah. That's the first thing I would like you to know. The second thing I would like you to know also as we share together this morning is about the fact that when God wants to give a thing, he makes a demand. Praise the Lord. And in most cases, he makes a similar demand for that that he wants to give. Just take it from the issue about giving. The scripture says, give, and it shall be given unto you. 
How many of us have been able to look at our um, bulletin this morning? How many have, have you gone through it in the course of the service? Can you bring it out? The bulletin? Have, have you looked at it this morning? Some of us, it just ends in our Bibles and we don't get to look at it. Have you looked at it? When the usher gives it to you, it's for you to be able to go through even when the service is going on, we run straight. Have you seen those conditions for sufficiency as listed there? You know, and I think I once share said that the way God works is uh, in an antithetical way, a way by which when um, the, the usual natural occurrence for man is about the fact that you want to keep that that you have so that you can have more. But the way God works to bless people is say, give out, give out. And then he gives you the more. Praise the Lord. So those two principles. So I would like you to go, just you see those points, if you are not even able to go through it, I would like you to go through it later. See the points, the, the condition for you to have sufficiency. They are not common conditions. They are a whole lot that we are not able, we struggle to do. And uh, because of the service last Sunday, our pastor, our pastor, Tundra, extensively from the scriptures, let us know about what Jesus did feeding the 5,000 and what somebody has to give for that to happen. And do you know the same is the case for the other sufficiencies that God wants to give? Praise the Lord. So, quickly, I'd like us to read 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 to 8. I would like to just draw some emphasis. And um, we will read 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 to 16. I will draw some emphasis. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 to 8. But this I say. He which swears sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which swears bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he proposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, but God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. If you have your barrel, pencil, or whatever, I would like you to mark, underline, draw, paint that fast. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Praise the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter 2, uh, verses 14. 14 to 16. Now thanks be unto God, which always caused us to triumph in Christ and make it manifest the server of his knowledge by us in every place. For we are unto God a sweet server of Christ, 
in them that are saved and in them that perish. To the one we are the server of death unto death, and to the other the server of life unto life. And who is sufficient for these things? Who is sufficient for these things? The scriptures there is talking about what the life of a believer is for is to unbelievers and what it is to believers. And when you read about death and you read about life, it's so contradictory and confusing that Paul had to conclude in that fast and say, and who is sufficient for this? Who is able to do this? I'll be mentioning some of the areas that God also expects you to be sufficient and that's going to make you sufficient this morning. And some of them cut across so many areas. As a matter of fact, I need to tell you that make it an assignment to read the entire book of 2 Corinthians for the subject matter of sufficiency. It covers so many. The entire book, I think about 13 chapters there. In each of the chapters, you come across so manners of life that God wants us to be sufficient. No wonder the two key scriptures for the team this year come from that book. If you go through, you, you will see a lot of them. I'll just try this morning to bring some of them to our notice. But let me draw your attention specifically to 2 Corinthians chapter 9 that we have just read. How many, go back to your Bible and please look at your Bible now. Did you find any word that is common in that Fast of the scripture, verse 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. Which word that is, that is common in that fast? Sorry, a bit of Bible study. What word? The word all. How many times does it appear? No? Three times. When one word, the same word, appears three times in a sentence, that word is powerful for that sentence. As a matter of fact, what the English encourages is for you not to repeat the same words in a sentence. But when the writer of a sentence cannot but repeat that word, that word is important. So the scripture says, God is able to make all grace. The scripture says, for you to always having all sufficiency in all things. And there's another word, the fourth one, that is not all, but the meaning is also all. And it says, may abound to every good work. All grace, all sufficiency in all things for every good works. And that is to say that the promise of God for us this year has component of universality 
of totality and is all encompassing and all embraced. So, therefore, God's promise for us this year is not limited in any respect. It's not limited to money. It's not limited to material things. God will want to have us to be sufficient in all things. Praise the Lord. So, you know, the subject matter, I think Apostle Tunde told us last week that when we talk about sufficiency, it's about something that is more than enough. Something that you are not managing. A blessing that overflow that is in essence. And when we talk about sufficiency on some of the components I'm going to mention this morning, it is also in its infinable way as well. It's also for us to have it in essence, in abundance. It's also for us to also have him for it to be more than enough. What are some of the ones that are found in the book of Second Corinthians and what I call expanded sufficiency? The subject matter of God giving us sufficiency and expecting us to be sufficient in material things, we, we find them letters in so many sections of the Bible. Uh, we, are, we, have, we have heard so much about that. God will do that that he has promised and nothing will hinder his move. As we eat to him, we give to people, we sacrifice. We do that that like a farmer that plants the best of his yam for him to have the best of harvest. The harvest will definitely come. But I would like to talk to us about sufficiency in love and forgiveness. I would like you to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 5 to 11. You know, when Paul was talking to the Corinthians, they were having some issue in that church. And if as far as I said, but if any cause grief, he hath not grieved me, but in part that I may not overcharge you all. Sufficient to such a man is this punishment which was inflicted of many. So that contrarywise, ye hoped rather to forgive him and comfort him. Least perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. Therefore, I beseech you that you will confirm your love towards him. For to this end also did I write that I might know the proof of you, whether ye be obedient in all things. Verse 10 To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgive anything to whom I forgive it, for your sakes forgive it in the person of Christ. Least Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Praise the Lord. I'm not able to dwell on this because I want to go to some other areas of sufficiency. But the point is to be made about the fact that what we profess in Christianity is the nature of God to love. And even in a situation where it's difficult to love. And that we need to proceed among us by which it can begin to affect, influence other people outside. 
There's a need for us to review the level of love we show to one another. As a fellowship, as a body of Christ. The extent that we go for one another. The component of it I'm not able to mention now. But 1 Corinthians chapter 13, you know, tells us what to do in love and what not to do in love. I will recommend the same to you. Praise the Lord. But I would like you to note verse 5 of that 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You know, it talks about the fact that from verse 4, sexuality is over long, and that is love. Love is kind. Love envies not. Love does not envy. Love does not, is not proud, is not proved off. Love does not behave itself unseemingly. Love seeketh not our own. Love is not easily provoked. Love thinketh no evil. Go and be sufficient in that. As the Lord bestowed upon you an uncommon amount of love and forgiveness as well. And I hope you have an understanding about the fact that love is what covers multitude of sins by which what wrongdoings that anyone has done against us, in love we are able to forgive. What led to Paul to say what he said in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, time is not enough to go into it, as to him standing to say, whoever that the body of Christ in Corinth forgives, he forgives them. And if you have decided to forgive somebody, it becomes compelling for them also to forgive such an individual. May the Lord confound you great and excess amount of love this year that you have more than enough to give to others in the name of Jesus Christ. You are expected to be sufficient in humility also. Part of the honor and sufficiency that the Lord will want to bestow on us is for us to be humble in essence. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5. Apostle Paul recounting his life and his experience. He came to a point and said, Not that we are sufficient of ourselves. To think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. When somebody is doing well, when things are working for individual, what lurks in, in the corner is to arrogance, is pride. Success seems to come with it. Be careful when you are becoming an expert on a matter. When you are doing well on a venture, beware of spiritual pride and arrogance. Success attracts pride into the life of a man. And Paul was conscious of that. And after I had said all that he said in at the beginning of that chapter, he was quick to remember that there's nothing 
that could have done on his own. All the power, all the grace, all the missionary work that he did, and all that, he recognized that his sufficiency was of, of God. So God will have you to have sufficiency in humility. You also require to have sufficiency in being resilient. You will need sufficiency in not fainting. You will need to build muscle that is strong enough to withstand any form of adversity. The people that succeed in life are the ones that surmount obstacles. Those that the world celebrates are the ones that they have blazed the trail. Those that cross the others, those that have been able to cross oceans, those that have overcome challenges. The Lord will have you this year not to let any trouble, maybe personal, any issues of life to weigh you down. That you are able to see yourself beyond every challenges of life. Second Corinthians chapter 4, and I tell you that book is loaded with all manners of areas of sufficiency that the Lord requires of us. You know, Apostle Paul, verse 4, chapter 4, verses 1 to 2. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. We are not tired of following the Lord or doing his will. We are not tired of coming to church early. We are not fainting in the fact that the program of the church is too much. But, but have, have we not the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness or handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. If you go to verse 7, he said, but we have this treasure in heaven first, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus may be made manifest in our body. Recounting all that he has gone through, yet not giving up. For us not to be tired or weary in the face of challenges or that is required of us to do in the body of Christ. Not fainting comes from God making all grace abound. And that's why all those all, that God may make all grace abound towards you, are the resources for not fainting that God has put in place embedded into your spirit. Praise the Lord. The grace that abounds is the one that does not give up. Have you seen a football before? And why do they pump the football? The football that is deflated is not good for the football pitch. In fact, the children that play with it are not excited with that. Why do they pump the football? So that it can bounce. So that it can bounce. And that grace is the, 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 the hair that is inside of you that makes you to abound. 
It's my prayers that the Lord will bestow on you uncommon grace, abounding grace, unlimited grace, sufficient grace, that you will not faint in the face of adversity, you will not faint in the course of the work of God, you will not draw back the grace of God we abound in the name of Jesus Christ. The scripture also talks about sufficiency in hope. It's quickly connected to that. Second Corinthians chapter 6, 3 to 10. About being hopeful in all situations. Issues are happening in our nation. In Nigeria today, a law that appears as if you are watching movie in another world. They are just near us. A law that you can never imagine can happen in a country. And it's not unlikely with such happening around us that we lose hope. And God, ahead of time, has spoken to us about all land sufficiency. He will need you to be full of hope, despite what is going around in Nigeria. God is still the master of the universe. God is still in charge of this country. And I'm persuaded beyond all doubt that the will of God, the purpose of God, the mind of God for Nigeria will yet come to pass. And do you know, your revival always talk about the fact that if you have a tongue that enters your leg and are making effort to pull it out, it is when it's about to be pulled out that is most painful. In fact, and that is the time when people actually struggle a lot and complain. And that moment of relief that will be permanent for our nation will yet come in the name of Jesus Christ. So not giving up on anything at any time, enduring and abounding in all sufficiency is also what God will have you to have in abundance even this season. God requires of us also to be sufficient in holiness. He requires of us to be full of him that our life may ignite others. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 to 18. God will require of us to be careful how we live, how we relate, in a way that the life we live may be a reflection of the nature of Jesus that we profess. It's not enough. For somebody to have all the money, have all the resources, yet having blessed you, you lack in what it takes for you to manage the resources. God will not want you to have all the money, have all the material things, and then you don't have sufficiency in health to spend it. Some people have all the resources, they have all that they need to spend, even more than enough. But they lack the peace to spend it. Some, their houses are loaded. Of course, besides seeing it as the EFCC discovered dollars in people's houses and all that, what they stuck away, yet they cannot sleep. You know, so God will not have you to, your sufficiency to be limited to all of that. So it's a totality, a comprehensive aura. Sufficiency is what God has promised us. And the same he will deliver unto us in the name of Jesus Christ. 
In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, you find the commandment of God using the example of the Macedonian church in the area of giving. And, you know, I draw your attention to the um, uh, bulletin this morning so that you can see where the secret of getting back comes from. Now, God is promising sufficiency about what he will give to you. God is also demanding sufficiency in giving from you. Praise the Lord. Paul was using the example of the Christians in Macedonia to, to teach the Christians in Corinth how to give. And I think last Sunday, the point was made that was out of necessity, out of scarcity, out of want that those people were giving. By which individual will not have an excuse as to the fact that you don't have something to give. There is no one in life that does not have something to give. It is not all about naira and cover. You can give your time, you can give your, your smile, you can give your love to people. You can go the extra mile for people. You can be of service to people. I had the story of a local church where people were looking for what to give to the pastor of the church. And there was a woman. And the only thing she could gather was vegetable that she had. And that's what she had. And because God does not count the way man counts, that was recognized for her. And there are some people, they, they take that as, as an assignment, and she was doing it consistently. Whether the vegetable was actually useful for the pastor or not, it doesn't really matter. Some, their service and dedication and what they are giving is to be taking care of the church. You come for service on a Sunday, no one bothers to know how this place gets prepared. Some are giving their time and service. The toilet gets to be cleaned and all that. Some are giving their time and service. So there's nobody that doesn't have something to give. I hear young people, youth, they are looking for a job. You are here to get a job and you don't give offering because you say you don't have more money. You don't give tight. And yet you cannot give your time. You cannot pick something in the church and focus on it as something that you want to be given. Individual can give to other individual members in the church. It is part of the giving. Giving is not only when we bring out our offering or when we bring out our tithe. There are so many manners, ways of giving that we can adopt, which God accepts. God, we have you this year to be sufficient in giving. Heart of that that is cast, heart of that that is uh, a situation where you think, oh, if I let this go, look for something. Find a means. And then the promise of God for our lives will come to pass. Praise the Lord. And in conclusion, and I'm rounding up now, in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, back there in verse 16, he said, To the one we are the server of death unto death, and to the other the server of life unto life. And who is sufficient for these things? That last question was a question that was begging for answer. 
is a, a rhetorical question that was left to hang. That in your mind, without you reading it in the scriptures, you'll be finding the answer on your own. But the answer is obvious. Not so. The answer is, is obvious, but it's not said. The answer is subdued, but it's pronounced. For so many others that you will find as you go through the book of, book of 2 Corinthians and others that I've mentioned this morning, in the areas that God will want you to be sufficient. You will come across so many of that and the question that you will ask is that, how do I do this? And that's what the answer has been proposed there. Who is sufficient for these things? And it's God that's able to make all grace to abound. By which you are able to cut across in being holy, in being loving, in forgiving, and yet resilient, and yet giving. Because God has promised that he's able to make all grace abound to us. That you always have all sufficiency. All sufficient in all things. So therefore, there is no giving up. One of the things that people do, when they don't want to do a thing in the middle of so many things, is that they will say the things that they ask them to do, they are too much. So they will just resolve not to do anything. You know, by God ahead of time, has provided the resources, the fertilizer that you need for him to let you be all-rounded in a way that his objective is achieved. And you know, in Matthew chapter 19, verse 26, as Jesus was making the example of how difficult it will be for a rich man to be saved, and he made that analogy to his disciples. That it's just going to be as difficult as a camel passing through the high of a needle. And they wonder, does it mean no one will be saved because that's a difficult task? Of course, in, in the theological setting, there are interpretations in fairer form that's given to that, that part. But Jesus mentioned quickly, it's said that this is with people, with man, some things are not possible. But with God, what it is, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. Because nothing hinders his purpose, nothing stands in his way. So I would like you to be settled in your mind that the mind of God for us is not asking us of what is not possible. God does not demand what is un unthinkable. When he says do a thing, he goes ahead to provide the resources to do it. And therefore, I would like you to enlarge the capacity of your belief, the capacity of your enablement, and embrace the abounding grace that God has promised you to go out there and be all that the Lord has promised you in all his sufficiency. And that shall come to pass in the name of Jesus Christ. I'd like us to be on our feet as we pray together this morning. It's enough for me. It's enough. 
The man of Calvary is enough for me. your sin and accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. I'd like to give you an opportunity this morning so that I can sing the way we are singing and declare that the God is enough for you. That is when you can key into the horror and sufficiency. That is the door to all grace abounding. Do we have any of such in the house this morning and you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? That the blessing that has no limit may be your portion as well. That you can have a peace that passes all understanding. Are you here? You want to say, here am I. I would like you to lift up your hand wherever you are. Wherever you are. Is there any in the house? So that you can sing with confession. We believe in your heart that indeed the man of Calvary is enough for you. Do we have any of such in the house? Do we have anyone? Is there any in the house? 
I'd like us to pray together and tell the Lord, Lord, you will be more than enough for me. In all my journeys of life this year and beyond, you will be more than enough for me. I will not look unto man. I will not look unto any situation and circumstances and be, and be consumed and be distressed. You will be more than enough for me. I'd like you to pray. Lord, you'll be more than enough for me. You'll be more than enough for me. Lord, you'll be more than enough for me. I need enough of you in love, in forgiveness. I need enough of you, oh God, in resilience. I need enough of you to overcome challenges and troubles of life. I need enough of you in the spirit of giving, in stressing myself for the God cause of the gospel. In going the extra mile, I need enough of you. Lord, cause your grace to abound. Cause your grace to abound. Cause your grace to abound. Cause them to abound in all things, in all good respect. Cause me to have all sufficiency. Cause me to have all sufficiency. Let, oh God, Jehovah, the, your grace abounding result, oh God, in all manners of good works. Cause the same to abound in all manners of good works. Cause them to abound in all manners of good works. Make my life a fighter ground for others. Lord, the purpose and reason for which you have saved me, for which you have made me, let the same manifest to many in the name of Jesus. That your name be exalted. Blessed be your holy name. Lord, we worship you. We give you praise. Be thou exalted. Be thou glorified. In Jesus' name, we pray.